Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going into the third and final segment of this latest edition of the Six Rings Pod with Fitzy, with Shine, with me, Andy Hart. This is the potpourri segment. Yes. And I am therefore going to give... Um, I'm going to give Fitzy the first choice of, would you like to talk about Pierre Strong, Cam Newton, or Chris Long? I have mixed feelings on Chris Long, though I understand why he went more Philly than New England. Uh, but he's a fascinating figure, and I'm appreciative of his time. I have no interest in revisiting Cam Newton and his inability to grasp the Patriots' offense, as he discussed on Insert Name of Cigar Smoking Podcast here. So I would rather talk about the future. I have no interest in the water under the bridge, Sean. Let's talk Pierre Strong, running back, New England Patriots. Okay, so it's negative. Um, two, <laughs> two days of June minicamp. Pierre Strong... Hands like feet. <laughs> oh no, he's got. He has Dan Graham hands. Uh, Dan Daniel Graham Pye hands. Like, uh, I, Dan, like, I can't tell you. Fourier used to. We, Fourier and I joked all the time when we were doing the show about how Daniel Graham, legit, like great blocker, great guy, literally had frying pans for hands. He had two options. <laughs> he would double catch it, doom doom, like he would ke- drop it up here, but then reach down quick and kind of catch it, or it would make this strange slapping of leather sound that I'd never heard before and may never like hear Like a baseball again. mitt? Like, kind of. I don't know. Like, when guys who can catch, catch Like a it, fraternity like, paddle may, trying to catch yes, the ball? Yes, yes. It was like, it was awful. Anyway, I don't want to make too much of it because I will re- I'll remember, remind people that Julian Edelman, when he was transitioning to a punt returner, balls were bouncing off his face. He was falling Yeah, people down. also said Jamar Chase couldn't catch last preseason and look how that right. turned out. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, Pierre Strong, I have a barometer for the worst guy I remember catching, like my eye-opening bad running back receiver was Fred Ooh. Taylor, a Hall of Fame caliber player. Mm-hmm. When he got to the Patriots, balls would go through his hands that didn't even slow down. You'd be like, holy crap, they went but, right through. Like, But what, wasn't he like 36 by the time he like yeah, tried to put some yeah, old man miles? Yeah. Pierre Strong is not, so eyesight, age, <laughs> fade. I don't know what the issue was, but I'll tell you what he needs to do between now and July 29th or whenever the hell training camp starts. Install just, a jugs machine in his living room and 100%, literally just, yeah. hundred percent. Like have your TV and then next to the TV is it. So you're just watching TV all day long, catching balls from the jugs machine because everybody thinks he's the next passing back, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how people immediately latched on to him. Even though there were some scouting reports that questioned his hands mm-hmm. coming out of South Dakota State, everybody mm-hmm. wanted to say he's the next James White. Well, um, I don't think he's the next James White if he catches like he's but caught the last to, two days. To be fair, I also never said he was the next James White. Well, I, I thought he would be a pretty you. good runner. Right. No, hey, hey, hey. I'm being positive here. I'm just saying I thought he would be a pretty good runner. The way he cuts, I really you called enjoyed. him Darren McFadden. Yes, yes, it was it was it was I, McFadden and then like. subsequently other. Analysts, media, media types, mediates, if you will, and Pat's people in the market yeah, who said idiots. perhaps he could be the next James White or third down back because they have needed to address the legacy at third down back, one of the most important positions on offense over the last two plus decades. I don't think they're phasing it out, Andy. 
it's a shame to hear that he's got the bad hands, but uh, maybe he can work on that. I do want to ask, though, with eyes on the ground right there, as you were there those first couple of days. My boots were on the ground. What? My eyes were on the field. Okay. True. All right. All right. I'm, so glad we spent the, I'm so glad we spent those seven seconds together. How did he look like coming out of his breaks? Did he look fast, fluid? Does he look like the, the part of like a run, running back with any potential for dynamics? Um. Yeah, I mean, as much as he can in shorts and t-shirts and that environment, like that didn't that didn't stand out for the positive as much as the drop stood out for the negative. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. So there's some question there. Okay, I am going to talk about Chris Long, whether you like Chris Long or not, just because oh, he went to the Eagles. Oh my God, oh, he's a traitor, just, just like everybody else. Representing oh, wow, wow. the nation, fine, it's okay. I'm a fan. I like so Chris Long. Chris Long has a podcast. I don't know if you're like really supposed green to green light promote. pod, right? Yes. I don't know if you're yeah. supposed to promote other people's podcasts yeah, on your own podcast, but they, that's what we do. I think we all understand source. they exist. It happens. When you're when you're a when you're a writer, you use sources. This is a source. That's all. So Chris Long did a podcast with Steven Belichick, the play caller for your New England Patriots. Nice. And um I would deem it, and I only listened to the Steven Belichick part. Uh I would deem it must listen for Patriots fans. I thought it was a really fun conversation for like 45 minutes where they touched on a lot of things, memories and Super Bowls. And like, then he did some quirky questions at the end, like, Steve, which player you've coached? Would you let babysit your kids? And like all of these various things. But the most interesting quote I took out of that was from Chris Long when he said when he arrived, he knew Tom Brady was the goat. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the goat practice. He's like, but all I kept thinking is, yeah, Brady's the goat. But this Gronkowski guy might be the best football player I've ever seen. He literally, his lasting memory is that the goat he saw was Gronk, not Brady. And wow. I found that interesting. I think that's awesome. And and I mean, mm -hmm. I think we all believe that if he was fully healthy for 16 games every year, Gronk would have been like one of the five greatest players to have ever touched the field. You would right. mention and, him up there with like Jerry Rice or Barry LT Sanders. And Tom and, Brady. And you know, honestly, and, even though he's got the checkered past, or rather the injury, the checkered injury history if you will like miss like 2016 he wasn't in the super bowl it was martellus bennett who was there obviously 2012 he kind of derailed the offense when he broke his forearm on freaking uh extra point blocking against uh the colts whatever uh no matter how fragile gronk may have been it's hard to deny that he's like one of the 25 most dynamic offensive players in nfl history yeah it's it's interesting and i'll touch on another podcast here just sort of circumstantially mm. the ernie adams pats of the past podcast on Patreon. Oh, yeah how was that um i listened in and out to some of it but mm -hmm. he puts russ francis right up there with gronk just a different time different opportunities if sure. he played in the modern time and i think all of us in the tweener stages would put ben Coates kind of up there so you're talking Hell about yeah 70s 90s 2000s you saw three of the more intriguing combo power pass catcher runner tight ends that that the game has ever seen i think gronk gets his fair share of credit but i also think ben Coates and, and russ francis probably deserve a little bit more uh credit because they didn't play in the dynasty super bowl era but um for chris long you know a guy who a was a really good player in his own right b mm -hmm. his dad's a hall of famer he's been around he number two overall pick right two yes he three. was yeah. yeah two i think he went two overall to the rams and, and also uh, uh where yeah, are they from the in the Jake area Matthews draft wasn't it Ooh, uh, i think so could be I think it uh, was. Where uh, where in the area are they from as well? Mm, yeah, I don't I know if Chris Danvers. Long was born in the area. No, but Chris I know... Long's not from around here. Howie. No, uh, Howie Long is a Somerville right. guy. Yeah. Somerville, okay. 
But, I mean, he's been around football his whole life, and he was around Tom Brady, and his takeaway was Gronk might be the best football player of all time. Cool yeah, that's crazy. I thought that was um, really cool. Uh, one more uh, related to camp, as this has sort of been a camp in and out podcast with plenty of shine bashing of the Patriots mixed in. Mm-hmm. Jack right. Jones, I continue to like. Jack Jones, we talked about him, I think, the first OTA when we did a podcast. Yep. He continues to show up, continues to be around the ball, continues to be feisty and competitive and and all these things we we hear about these guys that end up making it jc jackson malcolm butler right those guys those corners you always hear about how feisty and competitive they were from like day one when they arrived in new england jack jones has that but he also has more of a um talent pedigree entering the equation than those guys did as undrafted rookies also found it interesting i'm a sucker for this quote I all players all try to say it because he's not that big. He knows that he said the staff mm-hmm. has talked about adding weight and getting a little thicker. He's like, I, 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 it is what it is. But I try to play big. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love whipping out the old big dong and putting it on the table. Like, I know. I mean, I isn't that what it. they're which one of them? Which which one of them is supposed to say, like, but I try to place to my size or even smaller. Well, I think it's what they're supposed to say. They, don't they? Uh, but yeah, but his job was to, like, sneak under guards and in between, it's like, the me. cracks. Yeah, that was it. That was his thing. Like Jack Jones, you can't like unless you're blitzing and you want to sneak between Cole Strange and David Andrews, like obviously playing big is what he wants to do. That's exactly the kind of attitude that you want from your cornerback who might be a a good grab. You have spoken previously on the pod about how he looks like he's got the tools. At least he looks like he's a potentially excellent athlete. Yes. And that is going to do it for another Six Rings pod. And that's only because I looked at the clock and I have to do a hit on our radio station as we speak. And I still have to log into the Twitch stream and make get all that crap lined up. For Nick Fitzy Stevens, for Mr. Negativity, Shime Time, Chris Always, Shime. Baby. And for somehow me, the person who has become the voice of not only reason and objectivity, but nope. positivity on the nope. Six Rings pod, I'm Andy Hart. Until next time, join us on Twitter at six rings pod or email us to tell shime he's a absolute boob six rings pod on gmail.com peace out bye